Story Eleven of Bumper the White Rabbit and His Friends. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Yan Yan Zen. Bumper the White Rabbit and His Friends, by George Ethelbert Walsh, Chapter Eleven, Pink Nose and Roly Poly. Bumper. Finding that Groundy was entitled to the burrow he and Fuzzy Wuzz had entered, hopped away in search of another place. Of course, there had been a grand scramble in the woods for the choice sites, just like people when new land is thrown open for settlement. Every one of the animals made a rush for the best holes. This naturally caused all sorts of conflicts, and disputes rose on every side. The choicest places were close to the river, where they would have water right at their door. But Billy the mink and Brownie the muskrat had the first right to these water sites, for they couldn't live inland. Their homes had to be near or under the water. Mister Beaver likewise had to have a swimming pool adjoining his home, and he came in next for river views. Fortunately. Sneaky the wolf and Mister Fox, as well as Loup the lynx, preferred dens in the very heart of the woods, and they prowled around in the thickest places, leaving the smaller animals to dispute about sites on the waterfront. Even the rabbits wanted to be within a short distance of the river. If we have a fire on this side some day, remarked Pink Nose. I want to be so close to the river I can cross it in the middle of the night. Goodness me! Exclaimed Roly Poly. Don't speak about another fire. I don't think I could go through another one. It frightened me so," said Crooked Ears, "that I'm sure some of my hairs turned gray. Certainly, I feel years older." Yes," said Brownie the Lame. It was a terrible experience, but finding new homes for all our families is nearly as heartrending. I declare. I've hunted nearly everywhere, and haven't found a place yet to suit me. When I do find one that seems just right, somebody is ahead of me and takes possession. That reminds me," laughed Bumper. Of the experience of Billy Porcupine and Washer the Raccoon, they thought they both discovered a home at the same time, and neither would give in. Then he related the story of how Groundy the Woodchuck had proven to them that neither one had any right to the burrow, for he had been ahead of them. Ha ha! Laughed Roly Poly. That was a good one. And served Billy and Washer right for being so selfish, but they both thought they were right," said Bumper. "Yet one of them must have been wrong. Which would you say was in the right, Roly Poly?" "Neither," was the prompt retort. "They were both wrong, and very selfish. If each had given in to the other, there would have been no dispute." "Would you have given in?" Certainly, who wouldn't? I'm sure I would," said Pink Nose. 
I quite agree with Roly Poly. Well, I'm glad to hear it," said Bumper, smiling. "There wouldn't be any disputes if all were as unselfish as you and Roly Poly." Perhaps Pink Nose and Roly Poly thought they would be unselfish, and they could condemn Billy and Washer without having to be put to a real test. But sometimes, when we boast of our, our virtue, we soon get in a fix where we have to prove our words. Now this was just what happened to Roly Poly and Pink Nose. They started out shortly in different directions to renew the search for a home site. Roly Poly, after much wandering around, came to a clump of trees, which seemed to offer an ideal home for his family. "I'll burrow down under that big tree," he said, "and make a spacious home for my little ones. The dirt is soft and smooth here, and the roots of the tree will make a good foundation for the tunnels." Satisfied that he had at last found just what he had been looking for, he began digging. First, he dug straight down a foot under the biggest root, and then ran his tunnel along under the tree. When he reached the middle, he intended to run tunnels on either side and build his burrow. He worked hard for several hours until the hole was big enough. To suit him, I must be nearly under the middle of the tree. He mused and stopped to rest a minute. Suddenly, there was a noise of of scratching and scraping. At first, he thought it was outside, and he lay very quiet in the hole. But a moment later, he was sure that the digging came from underneath. A little frightened. He waited and listened. Some animal was digging down on the opposite side of the big tree. Roly Poly was ready to run if the animal proved to be an enemy, but before he could leave, the dirt crumbled before him, and the head of Pink Nose was thrust through the opening. "What a scare you gave me!" exclaimed Roly Poly. I thought the hound or Mister Fox was after me. You gave me a shock too," replied Pink Nose. "I didn't know you were here until I saw you. Yes, I found a home for my family at last. I chose this big tree, and I've dug a tunnel clear under it. But what are you doing, Pink Nose? Digging a burrow for my family. Can't you see for yourself?" I started on the other side of the tree, and I've dug clear down to here. Yes, but you can't have this place," protested Roly Poly. "I've selected it for my burrow, and I've selected it for mine. See what a long tunnel I've dug, not longer than mine. Oh yes, it is. Just to show you, I'll measure it." And then we'll measure yours. All right. It's agreed that the one who stuck the longest tunnel has the place for his burrow. Is that right? Yes, I'll agree to that. They measured first one 
and then the other. Then they measured them again and frowned. They were exactly the same length. Now, what are you going to do? Asked Pink Nose. Stay here, of course. I have a, as much right as you. Then I'll stay too. You can't frighten me away, and I don't intend to have all my work for nothing. Bumper found them in this unyielding state of mind, with neither one willing to give way to the other. Recalling the remarks about Billy Porcupine and Washer the Raccoon, Bumper smiled to himself. After all, they were not much less selfish than Billy and Washer when put to the real test. It is always easier to preach than practice. It seems to me. Bumper remarked after a while, "That we had better make a two-family house out of this burrow. That's the simplest solution of the problem." How can we do that? Asked Rolly Polly. "I never heard of such a thing. My family could never live with Pink Nose's family. No, but you could dig to the right, and Pink Nose to the left, starting from this meeting point." Bumper explained, "Your burrow would be on the right, and Pink Nose's on the left, and you could each use your own entrance to it. Then you wouldn't have to do the work you have done all over again." This pleased both of them, and they began burrowing to the right and left until they had the first two-family house ever built in the woods. Each had its separate entrance. Which met in a common hall at their doors. The next story will tell of Downy the woodpecker and Belt the sapsucker. End of story eleven.